we can see some of the themes emerging from Moses' speech. This is like the speech you give your kids before you go in the guest house, the guest house, the guest's house. You know, play with their toys. Don't just talk about your toys. Um, eat, what, eat what they serve you. Those sorts of things. And Mo- Moses is giving this speech to his kids, his people that he has led out of Egypt. He is their father. He is a father figure in their life. And he has interceded on their behalf with God. He has pled for their lives as their priest. He has um, received the commandments from God on the Mount Sinai. And he says that when you, when you saw God on the mountain, you didn't see any form to him. He didn't have any shape. He didn't have a body that you can replicate with a statue. It's so strange that Moses would say this when, in fact, Moses did see the form of God. Uh, in that story in, De- in, in this five books of Moses, where he goes and, and begs God to see him so that he will, his faith will increase. He'll be stronger in his belief if he actually sees God. And so God says, you can't see me and live. So he puts um, Moses in the cleft of the rock, in some kind of crack in the rock. He stuffs him and lets him kind of peek out while God passes by. And then Moses is allowed to look as God is going away. And he sees his hinder quarters, I think, as the King James says. So this uh, side of God that you're, it's safe to look at is seen by Moses. And that is enough. That vision alone is enough to fortify him through all the ups and downs of leading God's people in the wilderness, where they revolt from him, where they rebel against him, where they uh, complain about him, where they uh, go off and do their own thing, where they hurt each other and he has to intervene. These are all the things that Moses has had to bear as their leader and the responsibility of being at fault when things happen to them. He's carrying all this and he's doing it on this faith of having seen this vision of God and yet he tells the people you didn't see God. You didn't see a form. So don't try to replicate God with any form. This would have been a radical departure from pretty much how everybody practiced religion in those days. Um, you wouldn't meet people from Moses' day who said they were spiritual but not religious. Um, people that sort of have a, a feeling about the divine goodness of the universe and that the universe is on their side, um, but that all religion is simply blind men touching the elephant. The blind guy in the back of the elephant grabs the tail and says, an elephant is like a horse. And the, or, the, or the elephant's like a, like a, forget what the tail guy says. The other guy hits the side of the elephant with his body and runs into it and says, the elephant is like a wall. And then the guy in the front is holding the trunk and he says, the elephant is like a snake. And the other guy, so the, the myth of the elephant or the blind man, the elephant is how spiritual but not religious people look at, at um, religion and say everybody is sort of grasping at one facet of this thing called the universe. But to ascribe to any one particular view of it um, does damage to the whole story. So in Moses' day, though, um, the people were very religious and maybe not that spiritual um, compared to today. They, um, they had gods and goddesses for everything, and they made little votive, they're called votive because they can kind of like be in one little spot, uh, images. And the patriarchs' wives carried these with them when they fled and were in the caravans. 
uh, people, this religion, this folk religion was always intermixed with, with the religion of monotheism, with the one true God, with Yahweh. But Moses reminds them, don't try to make the image, just like they did with the golden calf. Remember the golden calf image was not an image of a false god. It was not the image of an idol of Egypt. The, the image of the golden calf was the image of the God who delivered them from Egypt. It was an attempt at making an image of the God that Moses was meeting with on Mount Sinai. And it failed in that attempt because you can't capture God in a statue. You cannot confine him to the borders of, of gold or iron or steel. He is without form in this way. Now, Christians um, do make statues. We do. Uh, many of the councils of the church, early church, address this um, by saying that since Jesus is the image of the invisible God, since Jesus embodies what God looks like for human beings, being one of us, um, to make an image of Jesus is not blasphemous. It's not a violation of these commandments. And so Christians have had different opinions on that over the years. Some don't make any images of God or even make crosses that even um, in any way depict uh, Jesus as a, as a figure, uh, whereas other Christians do. And it's something that kind of divides Christianity even today. But Moses is clear that when you make God into a sun or a moon or a, a statue that you made yourself, you have suddenly confined God in a way that God cannot be confined. You have tried to imprison God in this understanding of God. And we do it today with our finite and feeble understandings of God. Whenever we say, you know, I'm looking at a really big crisis here in my life, and and I don't think God can really handle it. I'm going to try to take matters into my own hand. I'm not going to pray about this. This is too big. We have suddenly confined God to be limited in to help us or to help other people. Um, so to, to live in faith, just like Moses called these people to live in faith, for us to live in faith is to say, God can do it. God can do something. God is not powerless to intervene in my life. And no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm facing, no matter what I've been through, God can handle it. That there's nothing I'm going to surprise God with. There's nothing I can flummox God with. That God can absorb into God's being all that I am, all that I have, and all that I will be. That God is enough. That God can meet your needs. That God can do these things for you. This is what faith looks like today um, for God's people today. And we're not that different from those people in Moses' time who thought that if they just could make a God that they could see and touch and confine, that then they would be okay. Um, and we still have that desire in us. As Calvin said, our hearts are idol factories, constantly manufacturing things to worship other than the one true and living God that we know through Jesus Christ, who is the image of the invisible God. He is what God looks like. Amen.